Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The End Credits, the podcast where two brothers discuss their thoughts on a film of their choosing. I'm Dominic. I'm Jonathan. And um, so for this next set of films that we're going to be looking at, we're going to watch, um, we're going to be mainly focusing on Wes Anderson films. And uh, we're going to do a, something a little bit different with these next set of films. Um, so just stay tuned for that and how that turns out. And we're going to just try some things. Being experimental, basically. Yeah. And we're going to just see how that goes. Um, and today we're going to be talking about Wes Anderson's stop motion comedy animation. Stop motion animation comedy. That's what it is. Stop motion animated comedy. Yeah. What a, what a hard, uh, like, uh, it's such a like distinct and different kind of genre. Stop motion animation comedy, uh, fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, this was released uh, November thirteenth in two thousand nine, with a runtime of one hour and twenty seven minutes. Like we said before, it's a stop motion animated comedy. There you go, mouthful. <laughs> uh, obviously directed by Wes Anderson, since we're doing this whole series with him, mm-hmm. and uh, it stars George Clooney, Meryl Streep, Jason Schwartzman, Bill Murray. And Owen Wilson. Wow. <laughs> By the way, you look unbelievably beautiful tonight. You're practically glowing. Maybe it's the lighting. I've been in this town so long and back in the city. I've been taking for lost and gone and unknown for a long, long time. Out of 12 years of bucolic bliss, Mr. Fox breaks a promise to his wife and raids the farms of their human neighbors, August, Bunce, and Bean. Giving in to his animal instincts endangers not only his marriage, but also the lives of his family and their animal friends. When the farmers force Mr. Fox and company deep underground, he has to resort to his natural craftiness to rise above the opposition. I thought I saw this movie before we watched the podcast. Me too, yeah. Maybe I only saw it like in passing or I seen the trailers or I knew of it. Me too. When I, when watching, it was like completely different than what I thought it was going to be in my head. Right. And not only did I feel like I saw the movie as well, I also thought that I read the book years ago, back in like grade school. Really? I, I distinctly remember the cover and maybe that's all I remember. And maybe I didn't actually like pick it up and read it. Mm-hmm. But I distinctly remember the cover of, uh, um, of Fantastic Mr. Fox. And I thought that I had read it, but maybe not. I don't even know if I knew it was a book until oh, really? like, yeah, oh, until man. it actually started. You know, I said based on, you know, the book or mm-hmm. whatnot. And like, yeah, now looking back, I could definitely see it could be just because they told us it was based on one, but it, it does seem like a adaptation from a book that's maybe just a little fast, you know, where they took out bits and pieces just so, you know, the movie could be a movie you know a yeah. bunch of different series has done that you know it's right. never going to be the same you know when you read it or whatnot mm-hmm. and i had that sort of vibe okay yeah. when watching this movie um i will say though like despite the fact that maybe they skipped through some things and it went a little fast i think that uh this this movie for 2009 has aged remarkably well if if probably like, yeah i was gonna say like if you agree with me i would definitely say that this film doesn't even feel like 
like a day old, like it, from since it's ever like since it's been released. That's I was like, true. I I I totally understand. Like uh, with like its its comedy bits and everything, it uh-huh. seems it seems very clever for a two thousand nine uh, style. Maybe like, well, not not necessarily that. I guess what I'm what like what I felt is that it doesn't feel like there's a presence of time. Like there's a presence of decade. You know, okay. like in movies, like in 2008, for example, or like 2009, or uh, God forbid, 2012. Like you can just feel the sense of like the time. Like you, you know what decade this is set in. It it's probably has to also do with like it's because it's animated, right? And it's not stuck inside. Okay, you know, like uh, like real life, and you can see places yeah, or like, people. Yeah, exactly. Like you know what they're wearing, right. the clothing around, and this is like okay, you can. Uh, suspend your disbelief sort of you know for whatever world they take you in you know like talking animals you know sure i guess maybe the one thing that kind of dates it possibly if you want to consider this is just the animation slash stop motion style because that was big during that time that kind of uh the the puppet animation kind of yeah slash i guess claymation sort of feel okay so i feel like that kind of um that that like era of those kind of films were big around that time, if I'm not mistaken. Cause I felt like that there was other like films like that, like even like Coraline as well. I don't know if that came after or before, but those kind of films were pretty big. So that's maybe the one thing that dates. The I don't movie. know. If, I don't know if it feels like it dated it for me. Only it's because not a bad like, thing. I'm just saying, I guess I, I see the sense where, like, uh, it's been around for a longer period of time, you right. know? It, sure, like you said, you know, a bunch of films at that time, you know, try to use that style probably. Mm. But uh, I guess I never thought of it when I watched it, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, uh, it's from that quote-unquote era or whatnot. Yeah. Maybe it's because, you know, I just I didn't watch it during when it first came out or whatnot, and I guess I never thought anything of it. Right, and but like as we were watching it, it it felt, it felt so modern. Like you, you felt like it could have been something that came out recently. Yeah, uh, totally. Uh, yeah, I totally understand. What what uh, like shocked me was just how short it was. Like I feel as maybe as we haven't watched like an hour and the thirty minute, you know, uh, yeah, it's Mark a, uh, films. Right. Like we've been watching two hour, two, two hour. And a half. Yeah, like you know, going. To almost, I could see we, us watching a four-hour film, but this one was like an hour and a half or whatnot, and nah, this is like went by quickly. Yeah, super quick. I don't know how you felt. Like, did you feel like it ended, or like it, it, it's its time span was a little bit too quick? Um, no, I, I don't think so. I would probably say, I think the the first thing that I would want to say is that uh, the events. There were so many events that took place in such a short amount of time that. It was kind of crazy that they crammed in so much in the hour and 44 minutes. Is that what it was? It's an hour and 27 minutes. Oh, man. Even even uh, um, even quicker than I thought it was. Um, for me, I felt like that they put so many like uh, different... They gave us so many different moments in such a short amount of time. And I felt like in the beginning, it was overwhelming. But as you continued onward with the film you started getting used to its rhythm like you were here at one point and then you're here at the next but i kind of like that for this film i usually like films that take it their time 
I'm a fan of slow storytelling. That's why I like Western films a lot because a lot of them are very like drawn out and you really have to take your time with the scenes. And in this one, uh, it actually had like Western elements, which is surprising, but it was very quick and we were like in one moment and then we were in the next. And you even mentioned as we were watching too, uh, like when we had like the, uh, the moment when uh, Mr. Fox and Kylie were like raiding um, one of the farms mm-hmm. and like they went, it was like broken down into three phases, I believe. And the first phase was really like quick. And then we were right onto the second phase. Like right. I thought there was going to be a little bit more time in between mm-hmm. and you thought so as well. And there clearly wasn't. few beagles as we discussed but we're ready for that yeah back in the old days didn't they used to do a thing where if somebody saw a wolf wolf what wolf it was definitely like uh, i agree with you like in the in the style of pacing it was definitely different from your like traditional oh yeah like probably story i want to say maybe even animation you know because uh you see a lot of pixar films you know there's usually like a, a a rhythm there that you can feel right and this one very much like broke that rhythm because like you said when he did like you know part a to his master plan and then jumped it right into part b mm-hmm. i was like this feels weird because usually in that space of time uh, something happens to like okay uh are we gonna understand why he did this or uh what was the consequence to this or right. like are we going to actually feel something go wrong yet? And it kind of like puts you on edge or like I was on edge. Like, okay, so he went to part A, part B. So quickly. Yeah. Isn't something supposed to be like hard, I guess, you know, it yeah. seemed too easy. And it's kind of like, like I said, I put me on edge because I'm like, no, no, no. I'm used to the style where, you know, okay, something happens with our characters. We do something good, but then they're supposed to go on some journey to, uh, find some of their cells, you know, because they're supposed to lose something in order to gain, you know, some other uh, message or whatnot. Yeah. And I, I thought that the master plan would be the overarching uh, story that they develop into. But no, no, no. I was like, you know, it was the, you know, first ended in the first, you know, 15, 30 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, whoa. It's like, it threw me off edge. And I was like, okay, what else are we going to do, you know? Yeah. And um, I, I would just like, Like it was just going so quickly and in a lot of ways I wasn't even bothered by it. I think, and like you were mentioning too, you said that um, like we didn't even really understand what the plan was or like why he was even doing it, like the motives. Mm -hmm. We didn't even understand it probably until at the end of phase two. Uh, Like we didn't really get it, which was interesting because we didn't really like get a whole lot behind why Mr. Fox was going out to steal again. Because in the beginning, we saw that he promised his wife that he wasn't going to steal. And um, it was just kind of weird that we didn't really see, like, why he picked it up again. Right. We didn't feel that, like, need to, you know, go back. Right. And it wasn't, like, really—it wasn't told. I feel like it it was kind of, like, shown to us by the end of the second phase, if I'm not mistaken. And— it was just kind of interesting. They were like, wow, we don't really know what's happening here. We're just watching it ha- like happen and mm-hmm. take place. Right. And I was like, man, that's kind of, yeah, it is kind of strange. Yeah, it's definitely like a like a loop around type of storytelling, you know. So we, we basically get 
an end part before we really know the beginning part, but somehow it still works, I think. You yeah, know? exactly. It's, it's very it's very interesting. It's not exact. I don't know if I would call this movie like exactly linear, you know? Right, yeah. It's yeah, I would say so. Like uh like I said, it's just kinda like a a weird I don't know how to describe it, you know. I, I like I'm interested in like see uh any inspirations on, you know, where this sort of style is cuz I don't think I've seen at least maybe in a while, right? That mm. to give me this like sort of uh you know, am I okay with the way, you know, they told us? Cuz usually like it's either like okay, yes, it's really good or no, it's not really good. And this one's kind of right. like huh, you know. Yeah, as you think, you know, and I'm curious if the book is similar where it feels kind of like we're getting one bit and we're getting this other i wonder if it just feels like as fast you know maybe i doubt it because like it, it well it's subjective right because you know when you read it's going to be however you're pacing right so right. i don't know i don't I, know i wonder like it gives it, it gives such a sense of like thrill and adventure and i think it works very well for the film and it puts you on edge because uh Mr. Fox and his friend Kylie, um, the possum are, uh, stealing and it just kind of like, it worked with the mood, with mm-hmm. the, the rhythm and the scenes. What I want to say though, like, uh, since, you know, we're doing a Wes Anderson series, mm-hmm. uh, I'm try. I think I understand his style kind of now. I'm like, I'm getting like a prediction okay? because I haven't seen any of his films till now. Right. Me I, either. Like I've heard, you know, really good things about him and obviously like uh, the cinematography with, uh, you know, everything's composition in his uh, film, you know? Right. But like with, uh, I, I think I understand, I think I have like a prediction right mm-hmm. right now okay. just with Mr. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh-huh. So like all of his, shots and his framing they're very you know balanced right you can tell very symmetrical yeah, yeah very symmetrical you can just immediately tell by looking at it it's not your quote-unquote normal movie viewing you know something's different mm-hmm. and in watching that like i think the shots are supposed to be balanced like that's where your stable uh storytelling i guess is while the actual events are supposed to be that little crazy little bit uh, unordinary so he has like that leeway so it doesn't feel wrong because right. the images that he shows is very balanced and it gives you enough like of like information about the world and for me I kind of felt like it gave uh, it gave like context that um, maybe we could use for later I just think like somehow I think it, it works because I think we naturally want to find some sort of balance. And even though we're taking on this like crazy ride, it felt somewhat balanced because of the images, mm-hmm. which is crazy in my opinion, which is actually like a brilliant idea. I'm like, Oh, cool. This is uh, I, I'm, I'm starting to predict. We're going to see a lot of that throughout. So like in your, so you're saying like in the craziness, we can always go back to the symmetry and the composition of the scenes. Yeah. And, and it seems mm-hmm. Fine, because like, mm, okay. like let's say yeah. that wasn't there. I think I don't think the other or the the story would have worked as well because it would have been too crazy for us to even like keep up with or whatnot. But because that uh, the visual balance was there, it felt a little bit better for satisfying. us, satisfying for us. So we didn't like think anything too much of it, you mm. know? Yeah, and. 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. And like, yeah, I think that's like, oh, that's really interesting now. I think probably like subconsciously I was feeling that, but I don't think I really, in my head as I was watching, I was like, of course, I was paying attention to the symmetry that was being presented in the scenes. And yes, they're really nice, but I maybe I didn't connect the idea of with all of the craziness and all the fast pace um, scenes. Mm-hmm. It's that composition that brings us back to solid ground. And I didn't even think about it that way. But what I really liked about, like, I, I guess I felt like there was a lot of intention in the composition, obviously. Right. And it was clear. I think it was clear. I think all, of course, all films have intention, right? And the way they compose and the way they frame their shots. But what was one thing that I really caught and I that I took notice of and I loved was in that moment when, uh, like, we skip ahead the two human years, the 12 fox years and mm-hmm. the 12 years of fox years. Um, and he's eating breakfast. And we get introduced to, like, Ash and, um, like, kind of the family, right? And I love this moment where we get, like, a, we get like a close-up of Ash. And I think, yeah, like, just Ash. And then, like, in the corner, like, in the center of the screen, we see um, one of those paintings that Felicity, uh, like, painted. But mm. it's, like, on the floor. And then when I saw that glimpse of it, I was like, what is that? And what's that doing there? And then I had... Then it caught my attention to the photo that was above, and I never even noticed it throughout the entire rest the before that until I saw the scene where it was on the ground. But it felt like that was in the foreground and in the center of the frame it, to make you like intentionally question, like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Or at least it did for me. And I was like, oh, that was really nice because I didn't even notice it, and it was there the entire time. Yeah, uh, yeah, that seems like a it was like a balance thing where you know. It, everything in like the middle scene balance was you saw this one thing that was uh sticking out yeah because it was different from the other way so yeah it caught your attention and yeah that's what it's supposed to do and yeah that, that's what you can do with like the his framing techniques and yeah it's just an interesting like uh concept like like you said a lot of us actually thought through oh yeah if you actually think about it and um yeah i don't know i'm like i'm still like conflicted on like uh on how you feel about it no no it's more like i really want it to be intentional you know oh okay like but was it really intentional it's like it goes into like uh boundaries like okay should i really look into you know what these meanings are or there no meanings at all you know Mm, it's like that question you know i don't know because i i would probably have to say that it was certainly intentional because for example in that scene when he was eating the breakfast, did you even notice the painting that was like right above his head, like in the background? Did you even notice it? At uh, all? I don't. Mem- I don't think so. In like that particular scene, and that's why I'm saying that like maybe if you even revisit this film, uh, you would probably pick up on things that were already there. Maybe in all that shot that was in the rest of the film, but that's why I thought it was smart because. Like, I didn't even notice the painting right above his head, but there was that small little painting on the floor, and um, it clearly meant, it, it clearly gave something more, especially, like, towards the end of Felicity painting, like, the the world map, essentially, and yeah. the significance of it, but it was just something so, like, little and something that I could see in the frame and, like, question, but it wasn't something that was just, like, in the background. It was clearly, like, in the foreground, and 
I think that attention wanted to be brought to it. So you can ask yourself, what is that? They obviously like you uh, build to the idea of, you know, the painting or whatnot and everybody else's character, right? They, they built to the idea with the surroundings, you know, eventually or whatnot. Right. It's just, uh, was it an intentional idea to, uh, mess with the composition so that you would think that now or starting now. Oh. And that's like the question I have, you know, is it, it was that an intentional thing or, oh yeah, that's just the place that they're in. So let's zoom into that, uh, area. So mm, okay. I think, you know, obviously it was thought out, but you know, you never really know. Never right. Sure know. Right. Uh, I do have like the, so when it comes to like uh, the whole overall like uh, plots mm-hmm. for um, Fantastic Mr. Fox, I think that uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I I think the film had character. That's one of the one of the biggest thing I, I do want to say that it has it has character, especially like with the again composition and just the style of the stop motion animation and mm-hmm. the world around it. You know, with all the you can tell just with the farmers, you know, when they eventually, you know, bring them all up and there's like characters and like little, uh, I want to say tidbits on like, Oh, you know who this person is and like what this happening or whatnot. And certain right. scenes really like, uh, bring that out. But like, uh, on the other hand, I feel as if maybe I was too used to the story wise where I buy, you know, when we get to, certain moments i feel like there was like okay what's really you know certain things like i think certain situations worked where others is like it kind of fell flat because we didn't build Hmm. uh certain things and i think this has to do with timing wise okay like uh eventually you know when they go into the the wine cellar right where they meet the rats Mm Y'all are trespassing now, illegally. Around these parts, we don't take kindly to cider poachers. You've aged badly, rat. You're getting a little long in the tooth yourself, partner. And I think that was a really good scene that uh, had uh, Western... Vibes, yeah, yeah. vibes and moments and whatnot. And I think that worked as like, okay, somehow we, you know, we transitioned into a different genre style and it made sense when we did zoom ins to their faces to show intensity. Right. Or whatnot. And the music too was adding to it. It was very like gunslinging, like, you know, staring at the eye, like, like, yeah, just staring at your eyes and everything. And it's like, dual showdown right now but like i think when the time we went to like uh the thanksgiving quote-unquote dinner and stuff like that okay yeah uh that kind of felt like i basically by that point did it feel out of place i i yeah i think it felt out of place where i think uh, like after the events of that i don't think maybe it's because i i usually or most films i think we see a lot of main character, uh, I guess, involvement with 
they're at the forefront, right? The main character usually. Right. And this is uh, a thing that they technically, I want to say Dark Knight should have done, you know, <laughs> where they, they actually focus a lot on their side characters, I think, more than Fantastic Mr. Or Mr. Fox, right? Yeah. Because I think the side with Ash and, um, oh, man, I don't know which is Christopherson. Name. Christopherson, there you go. Uh, with their whole uh, deal, I think, was a bigger issue or a bigger plot thing than Mr. Fox trying to figure out, you know, his whole uh, uh, wild animal instinct thing. It was a big deal, too, right? Yeah. Uh, like, I think it had his moments with uh, his wife or whatnot, mm-hmm. but... I actually argue that uh, some of the side characters actually, like, uh, I guess, outperform, quote-unquote. I don't know what you want to say. Christophers is a because, natural. <laughs> because everybody had, yeah. like, uh, like little bit uh, they had their charm. Own. Yeah, exactly. Know? They had their own unique charm. And uh, I guess, you know, seeing the first film, you know, I would assume that uh, Mr. Fox would be the big presence. Where in, in reality, I think he was too good in doing his whole uh basically coming up with everything yeah really yeah he didn't really have like some sort of downside besides you know he was too good at his thing you yeah know? and that was a little weird just as watching the film for the first time mm. where you know you usually find these character traits the hero's journey right right through your main character but essentially you found that through other characters which yeah. which is why like I felt like certain moments was like, okay, sure. But uh, I felt a little displaced because, you mm-hmm. know, I saw it, I usually see it differently. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. I just want to bring it up that there was this displacement I felt. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I kind of felt like it was more balanced, in my opinion. I felt like it was more balanced with Mr. Fox and Ash, uh, the, the Ash and Christopherson storyline. I kind of felt like Mr. Fox was at the forefront for me, um, more so than Ash and Christopherson. But I thought that it was—I thought it was a good blend of the two. But maybe you saw it differently. Um, I think the, yeah, I, I guess I would say that like it, it blended well for me. I definitely would agree with you that the characters were very. Like at probably like at the most like the forefront because they all had their own unique characteristics mm-hmm. and they all played into it and they were actually literally brought out towards the end, um, which was another interesting thing um, to like point more attention to the actual individual characteristics and it gave those characters even more uh, like screen time and like charm because obviously Mr. Fox couldn't do everything alone, um, but. I kind of felt like um, um, the one thing that I really enjoyed that the film did well that I like again I for me personally I felt like everything was a blend but I would also say that it, the movie felt very and this is probably just a Wes Anderson thing that just like the way that the comedy was approached was very like I don't know I don't think I would call it subtle but I, I would call it more like um, or maybe maybe it is subtle. <laughs> like it just like something as simple as like distant shots, like in the very beginning when yeah, uh, Mr. Fox is going to look at the tree, and then we could hear like the retail person, oh yeah, like just yeah. from the distance saying like, oh hey, like here's the tree. 
But like, um, that's something that I feel like it did well with like bringing in comedy bits. But again, I kind of felt like everything was a nice blend for me personally with from between Mr. Fox and Ash and Christopherson. I would say that with the comedy stuff, yeah, I think it had like this interesting, different approach to it compared to like, yeah. I thought it was perfect. Right. Especially like, you know, when you say that first uh, thing with uh, the realtor, you know, showing him the tree. Right. Uh, Something like that could have been done a thousand different ways. Right. That way ended up being different, unique, mm-hmm. and, you know, not what you usually see. And uh, that gave it, like, an additional bit of charm. And I do, like, say high praise to this film for doing those uh, techniques or whatnot. But uh, I guess it's, like, uh, understanding just character motives, especially, like like we said with Mr. Fox, we don't really – you can if, like uh, – I don't want there's nothing there, right? Because I, th- I do think if you think about it and you can piece it together – I just don't think they had enough like uh, screen time, I guess, to really show those areas. It's more, it's more like a, a stage of life type of thing, you know. You have to implement, you know. You got you got to think a little bit, quote unquote, more okay. with uh, Mister Fox because you know he. Uh, it seems to be like okay, he's aging, you know, right? And uh, once he has a kid, he has to stop his like you know old quote unquote ways, right? Mm. And then you know once he lives his life, he has this like. I guess side midlife crisis type of thing, you know, where right. uh, I want to go back to doing, you know, what I do best, you know, and then he basically transitions, realizes it's not a good idea right. and put it, his whole family and friends in danger. And, you know, he has to basically uh, mature, you know, mm. uh, but I would say in the other realm where you have uh, Ash and Christopherson, you know, they had this like sibling quote unquote rivalry right. where, you know, this one didn't want to fit in, or this one couldn't fit in, and this one was just everybody a natural. Natural, everybody liked him, and so it caused you know this conflict. Whole conflict, and eventually, by the end, they uh, had this like, okay, we're uh, okay again. You know, and I mm-hmm. think, I think, we, uh, because of, I think Ash's character growth is a lot more easier to see and a lot more. Uh, different from what we saw him at the beginning because oh, yeah. he was a, like a huge jerk at the yeah. beginning you uh-huh. know but by the end he seemed like okay uh, i can get behind you where in, in it's just different levels of mm. uh places in their uh like life you know where right. you could see that uh change i would say ash you would see the most change whereas in like christopherson and mr fox didn't have that much changes had like I get a realization, you know? Well, I guess I would both call, I would consider both of their like transformations, if you will. I would probably consider them both a, um, like an acceptance of their, of their selves. Right. Because I kind of felt like Ash was just trying to, you know, he was obviously trying to prove himself to his own family. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's, and then he realizing that it's a mixture of both, yeah, he wants to prove himself, which isn't a bad thing, but he also needs to accept who he is as well, and he mm-hmm. doesn't have to be like he doesn't have to be like his dad, right? And the the Mister Fox, um, basically just accepting that that uh, uh, you know, he is the wild animal that he says he is, um, but uh, he has a job to do now, right? Yeah, yeah. I would say that like. Uh, yeah, it just it just uh, different levels of like uh, 
uh, how much you can see and how much is visually uh, shown to you, you know? Mm, yeah. And yeah, I personally would say that uh, Ash had uh, a easier and more... Uh, maybe like a more clear-cut storyline. Yeah, maybe. I would say it's a little bit more built because you, you felt like this sympathy for him a little bit too just because, you know, he was different, right? Yeah. Uh, than the others, cause, but they're just different uh, life stages, you know, which is kind of interesting because there's 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 layers to mm-hmm. uh, the different messages throughout the the film, and like we said, like with uh, oh, I said with Dark Knight or whatnot, they had like different. Uh, they're able to essentially bring everybody to up to like the same uh, level in progression quote-unquote sure and that's uh, a good thing to do you know mm. i would even go further with mr fox and it's like this you know obviously with the idea of um him not being able to do the thing that he's actually good at and how devastating that could feel if you were to just relate it in general mm-hmm. and just having that feeling of not being able to do something uh that you're actually good at but and then obviously that sense of responsibility and him being a parent and uh understanding like what uh you know what what those responsibilities mean and everything and i actually like how you said that because there's both the um the older and the younger and you can see it in those different layers and it's kind of nice because even if this is probably more geared towards like i don't know uh, a kid's film you know right. it's somewhere in that realm not too young but somewhere like in the middle but it's kind of nice too because not only can the kid relate to it probably the parent could if right. they're watching it as well yeah that's what i'm saying it's a nice dynamic right it's a because usually oh no it's usually it's like you could just make a film on just one of those aspects mm, yeah. but in this one they decided to go two or even three routes where mm. you could find different uh I guess characters to be, you know, and find and go with their message and mm. get something out of it. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I felt like I almost I feel like I saw both of them, but I don't think I actually told myself that, oh, look at this, a you an older an older person could actually relate to Mr. Fox and then a younger one could relate to Ash in mm-hmm. his situation. And even, you know, you can even relate to Felicity and how she must feel about the, you know, the feeling right. of the the lies or the lie that he told, you know, right. all those years ago. And that was a pretty powerful moment. That that was a really good moment where uh, she basically slapped him. She slapped Mr. Fox just with the idea of, you know, like, why did you lie to me when you said you were going to quit stealing all those years ago? Um, just another, like, not only was it just a powerful moment, but... um great use of the animation and the stop motion uh it's just so weird that you can feel that kind of sense of emotion from like an inanimate object and it's not actual real people but the tears like flow right so realistically totally man yeah i would even say like like you like like we said you know with different characters you just feel other different things like you can even be in uh christopherson's shoes too you know where he's a natural or whatnot and it's not really like he wanted to be this. It just so happened. and well, He's like labeled this way. Right. And, you know, people might be jealous of him, but he's, you know, who he is and, you know, just goes along his day or whatnot. And there's just different, like different aspects, you know, just like we say. And, uh, you know, it's 
it's multi-layered, you know? Yeah. Interesting. I do want to talk about the, um, I, I got to talk about the voice acting too. I felt like it was, it was, um, I'm always interested to see like how voices get paired up with the images and I almost felt like I was going to be too distracted by George Clooney being Mr. Fox. Yeah. And at first I was, to be honest with you. And then as I kept listening, I was like, wow, it just feels like it fits really well, especially Meryl Streep. But I thought Meryl Streep as oh, Felicity yeah. was perfect. Yeah. I felt like I didn't even, I wasn't even like uh, denying it for a second. I felt yeah. like that's Felicity. That's not even Meryl Streep. That's yeah. Felicity. And yeah. I was like, wow. Um, I thought the voice actor was just excellent in this film so good yeah i i think that uh like we didn't even know certain people were certain people like oh the, yeah like the rat or whatnot like willing to i had no clue you and know? i was willing to fall like i had no clue it was like you point you you knew it was like oh wait no i don't think that is you know yeah, it's it was like, it was funny because like as we were watching it when the rat made his appearance i heard i heard i thought i heard like a like a touch of willing defoe's like just the way he pronounces his vowels or something. I don't know. And I was just like, that That sounded like a hint like him. But then as he kept speaking, I was starting to like... Deny it. Yeah, like <laughs> doubt myself. Yeah. Because it just, it was too different to almost even be him. And I was like, and then after the film, we looked it up and yeah, it was him. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's crazy. He did a really good job. Like, good performance um i would say though just with the rat character i'm kind of disappointed just the the route they took because i do like how uh he was this like villain at first you know like mm -hmm. uh, i loved his like whole dynamic he was so oh like, yeah he was great yeah it's so cool in my opinion and whatnot <laughs> but like the fact that i wanted him to turn good guy you know i was yeah. like come on man. i was like join the fight or whatnot but he, you know they 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 still turn on each other and then, you know, just ended up going away. It's like, oh man, that's disappointing, you know? But we got to talk about that emotional moment when he does, you know, he takes his last breaths and he's talking about that all he wanted was like the the cider. Right. And man, when he talked about that, it tasted like gold and everything. And uh, I love that moment. It's almost like this moment of like the humility and the, uh, you know, just kind of like the honesty because even Fox asked him, if he were to, he was, if, bef if he hadn't killed Rat, would he have told him the location of Christopherson? And, uh, uh, Rat was like, oh yeah, no, I wouldn't have told you like never. And it was kind of like this in those few like moments, it almost kind of felt like this like mutual rivalry, almost kind of like Batman and Joker, where it was just kind of like these two were probably like doing this for years destined to probably do it forever and it's kind of like if you don't have the the ying you don't have the yang you know mm -hmm. it's like you can't separate the two and it felt like that these two weren't meant to be separated but it happened anyway and then it felt even more but like i felt a sense of closure when he mentioned when fox mentioned as he passed that like um you know all he's gonna be now it's just like a rat's in the back of like a trash can in some Chinese restaurant or something, yeah. and no one's gonna care. And it was like, how do I don't know? Like those, I don't know who, I don't know if that was written in the actual book or that was just written for the screen. But you got the perfect sense of what he was trying to say, and, and it was just like made you feel bad for every rat that you've ever like yeah. uh, seen in your life or whatever. It was just so strange. That like you, you, there are these things that you just never think about, and then like you, the, when you get like 
the attention's brought to it. You're just like, man, I should really like start caring about this a little bit more. And you just felt it gave feeling to something yeah. you, you never give a thought to. Exactly. And exactly. I couldn't say it better. And, uh, oh man, I don't know. It hit, like it just hit you. They yeah. hit me so, so hard. <laughs> the feels right now. Yeah. The feels exactly. <laughs> like I was like, man, am I going to cry for, for, for rat? <laughs> man, I'm so, it was so sad. Um, uh, I was just like, man, this is, um, um, like better than, I don't know, like the, the last like three or four or five seasons of Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I was just like, wow, this is just so emotional. It was great. And then he just wrapped it all really nicely. Yeah. In, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. I was like, oh man, disappointed to see you go. But, I know. You know, it was weird. Cause I almost felt like when the rat, we mentioned this earlier, like the rat character was like when it started introducing like that Western vibe. Because of like that that tone of the um the music that was paired with rat, which was great, and also kind of like a mix of like like Spanish like 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 flamenco or something like that, mm-hmm. kind of like that similar like maybe tap dancing of some kind, uh like matador kind of style like esque. Mm-hmm. It even gave that kind of vibe, which was neat too, and um uh yeah. Then there was like other like little bits and pieces of like Western. Even with like the duel by the end yeah. of the time with uh, the three farmers and whatnot, yeah, it's you know he basically the showdown, the whole like street, yeah, basically ended up you know hiding and barricading themselves, basically like uh-huh. oh what's gonna happen here or whatnot, and yeah, it was basically like another western moment, you yeah, because because if anyone knows, I mean the climax of any western like uh, classic western is that there's like gun duel in the middle of the town and everyone's watching and that's right. what happened, it's essentially yeah, and I was like interesting I, like now it's just to become a western film yeah. and I'm, not, I'm okay with this i'm okay <laughs> it was interesting i liked that uh let's talk about like that wolf moment they kept bringing up this oh, yeah. wolf like okay are you afraid of wolves like what wolf you know whatnot yeah uh, like am i missing something here was this like a, supposed to be some sort of joke or is this like uh some sort of reference to something like i never really understood anything and like, sure, we had like this funny moment by the end where, we, where he does see a wolf. But yeah, like, I'm trying to like, I'm like a little bit more confused, if anything. I, well, I think it's because you know, I think foxes and wolves are in a similar, uh, you know, a similar classification. They're not exactly in the same one, but I, I think it would just po- like pointing attention to that that the fact that they're. A uh, fox is probably a descendant from a wolf in terms of, you know, just evolution and classification of the different uh, um, just distinctions for animals. And I think it was just like putting like the wolf on like this pedestal as like this magical yeah. ancient ancestor, like this being. And that's what I got out of it. Yeah. So I was like thinking that they were just kind of treating it as like this like ancient like brother that we haven't seen in like centuries right and if we do see one it's a rare sight and the fact that he did see one and then he had that heart-to-heart moment if we want to call it that (laughs) uh just raise the fist to be like yeah man like we're on the same side i guess (laughs) it was such a like out of left field moment i'll agree um but like in some ways i still i still got all of that um Oh, like all of that from that moment and prior, like, like, yeah, before, like when they were talking about it, it's like uh, another storyline that he was trying to try to bring up 
yeah. with no dialogue at all. You uh-huh. know, it's like another like interesting. Okay, somehow we felt that this person, this thing, was out there. Yeah, a divine character out there, like it's untouchable, and we got some sense of wow, we passed through this. You know, I don't know what even. Yeah, like describe. we should feel honored. Yeah, it's like whoa. I don't know. <laughs> and like, but we were even uh, told about the wolf, like in the, like the first phase of uh, his master plan of Mr. Fox's master plan. Right. Like it was that early. They're, yeah. They're, they're, they're building mm-hmm. to, to that uh, later moment. And, you know, when we got there, you know, we, you were in awe somehow. And you, know? you were still <laughs> asking yourself like, what is this? Yeah, what is like, this moment? I felt a presence, but I don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was really strange, but it, it was really I, I don't think it was a bad moment. It was really good, yeah. I thought, even though I didn't fully understand it. But I think if we were to, you know, take everything that we had just said, it's simply just this ancient divine presence and we have to respect it, I suppose. Yeah. It was kind of, it was definitely weird, but good moment. Um, I, I thought, like, the music choices in the film were interesting, too. It, it was like this, uh, almost like... We got like this nice like sixties vibe, in my opinion. I I felt it was like an indie, like yeah. very much like in that realm. I was like, oh, uh again, another like another interesting thing. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't really see that like much, I would assume. Yeah, like, I agree. Accompanied with uh uh I guess animation, you know, you'll hear like just I don't know, you you don't really associate it with mm-hmm. uh Maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit more now, maybe, but like, this is 2009. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't, I don't know, you wouldn't see that. Uh, like popular music in a film or like, well, that's not exactly true, but. Uh, just that like whole vibe. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of like, if you, if you remember like the, I think it was a teaser trailer to Toy Story 4. They had that like sort of like. Uh, oh, okay. The vibe in the music. Yeah. Or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And that too, well, it came out like last year or whatnot. Yeah. Like. Or 2019. Yes. Uh, recently, uh, in comparison, and this one's a 2009 film, you know? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't think Toy Story would have done that in 2009 mm-hmm. or whenever. What was 33? I don't remember. Yeah, it's one. been a while. <laughs> you know, so it's 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 definitely like a different step to take uh, yeah, when agree. it comes to, uh, I guess, movies, maybe animation. I don't know what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was like, this is another unique feature like about the film. Uh, was the soundtrack like i just felt like it worked it worked with everything mm-hmm. and i feel like with if it were any other film like toy story for example kind of probably then it would have felt out of place right it helped the vibe and the charm of the world that of fantastic monster fox right um man there was a lot of uh really nice close-ups too uh like if we're going back to um framing and um composition within the the scenes and even like breaking of the fourth wall like mm-hmm. where we have on the right hand side of the screen we have like at least one character and they're talking to the camera but not like directly at us they're just kind of giving their own monologue and it's still like in you know in connection with the characters like i think about that moment when christopherson had just come and ash takes his dive into the pool mm-hmm. and so does christopherson and then like ash is like on the right hand side and he's Still talking to his dad, but he's like almost like it feels like a talk. He's talking to us because he's right there right. on that right hand side of the screen, just like looking off into the distance, which is us. 
Right. It's like, yeah, they're they're very much. They use the the close ups when they're trying to talk to other characters. Really. Yeah. While trying to uh, convey some sort of emotion. Right. That needed that uh, extra, extra like, uh, like push. Yeah. 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 And. Yeah, most most of the time, I want to say, yeah, they're in the middle of the frame looking at us, basically. Yeah, it was it was just like an interesting thing that I saw, and I I guarantee you, we're gonna see that kind of framing again. Yeah, in and, future Wes Anderson films, because we we already saw it in some of the trailers, right? And uh, I'm I'm really interested to see how it's implemented in different types of films. Yeah, my my biggest one is uh, with uh, people, like actual live action people. You know, right. it's not animated. Like animated, I think you have a little bit more leeway when it comes to like because uh, it, it adds that like charm to the world. But since it's real people, you know, we see how you know we see and uh, we don't see in those perfectly symmetrical exactly. frames. And I I wonder if it's gonna feel a little bit odd. Mm when it's with people or if it's going to work as well with uh, animated. Right. Possibly might. Um, so overall, how'd you feel about Fantastic Mr. Fox? Uh, it was short. Uh, I think uh, it did really well in describing the world. Like I could see a, it's world building is, you know, I could see a whole fantastic. Nother, yeah, it's <laughs> fantastic. You know, I could see a whole nother, it couldn't at least one another hour, I think. Uh, with it uh yeah i just felt character charm i felt people really uh they were connectable i guess and um but i would say like what's lacking is like uh your traditional you know hero's journey style pacing wise and really uh, by the end you feel fulfilled because you could be questioning it's like um 2001 where they kind of went experimental in by like the later half it's not oh. i wouldn't say it's like broken down in fantastic mr fox the exact same way you sure but it's very experimental in its storytelling if you're mm-hmm. not used to that uh, style of uh telling right yeah so you might be thrown for a loop uh if you not expecting it and especially like if you're used to that kind of storytelling right. like you are how you said uh-huh. In my opinion, I also agree. I thought it was short, but I thought that it included a lot of great moments, like so many moments, like I said, it, because they almost like crammed all of these things in such a short amount of time. And it felt longer because of that, because we went through this moment, like of like three different phases of his original master plan. And then, you know, the Ash and Christopherson getting ki- captured mm-hmm. and then a whole like dual like uh, showdown happening. So a lot of like different ki- kinds and types of scenes, and I felt like it was longer than the hour and twenty seven minutes it was. Um, uh, really love the attention to like the the world. Obviously, it's fantastic. Love the difference between fantastic like the the animals um, like location is a distinct like. There's so much like color. So much orange, obviously, right. and apart from like the the farms of uh, Bogus Bean and Bun- uh, Bunts, yeah, Bunts and Bean, yeah, Bunts and Bean, um, they're like all it's all like gray, it's colorless. I, I like uh, thinking about that. Like they're even their um, what they wear is kind of like dull and um, you know monotonous mm-hmm. and lifeless. 
And um, I really love that like dynamic and that contrast of the characters. And we could see like how, just how different they are. Um, there's like intensity, uh, like moments within this, in this film, there's great comedic uh, like details and like touches. Right. Uh, even like awkward moments where like, you feel like a scene isn't going to end. And then it just abruptly ends with a, within. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, like, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, onto the next scene. I was like, I need more context or something. Right. You know? And I, and I kind of liked it though, because like you, you're in your head, you're expecting more and it just kind of ends there. And it's kind of okay because you're, you have to be somewhere else. You I have guess. to be somewhere else yeah. already. Um, so for me, I really enjoyed that fast pace um and like the details that it it uh pays attention to um it's a clever film and um definitely a good start to what wes anderson can bring to the table yeah i i totally agree yeah and uh so there we have it um wes anderson's uh, oh man what was it the uh stop, stop motion animation comedy, comedy. Uh, fantastic Mr. Fox definitely check it out if you haven't seen it I really wish we watched this movie when it came out I remember hearing of it and I don't think we would have appreciated it as well I don't think but because it's 2009 I was like I don't know <laughs> yeah it was a different year it yeah. was a different kind of uh, year for us so right um, but definitely yeah definitely check it out um, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed listening to this episode and we'll see you on the next one Thank you for listening to this episode of The End Credits. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The End Credits Podcast and over on Twitter at The End Credits. If you're watching the video version, make sure to subscribe to The End Credits YouTube channel. That's it. Thank you and goodbye.